0: Welcome to episode number 44 of the Jackson Hole Connection, brought to you by Jackson Hole Marketplace, the small friendly neighborhood market with a huge personality. Please visit the slash JHM to learn more. Welcome to the Jackson Hole Connection, I'm Stephan Abrams, your host. I believe if you desire a truly fulfilling life, both personally and professionally, That you must be willing to find a connection with people outside of your everyday circle of influence, which is why I created the Jackson Hole Connection Podcast. Today's guest is Susan Piper, the founder and CEO of Demos Collective, a badass company developing and creating badass shovels. That's right, shovels. The shovel industry is huge, and Susan is shaking it up. Stop and think about this for a moment. Here we have a tool which we all need at some point in our lives, and yet we most likely feel as though a shovel is so inconsequential in our lives. Well, Susan will make you think differently about the shovel that you may have. Susan brings with her a super high level of enthusiasm and energy, which has led her around the world and accomplished many life cycle events. Susan has an MBA from Harvard, previously was in the consulting industry with the big houses of Price Waterhouse Cooper and then McKinsey. Susan has sailed over 10,000 ocean miles and 3,000 of which she captained. We'll learn about the rebel rally Susan recently participated in, another badass adventure, and the new shovel Demos is launching through Kickstarter, the Delta Shovel. If you aren't strapped in for this interview, I recommend you do so now. Susan, I was so excited when you accepted my invitation to be a guest on the Jackson Hole Connection. Wonderful to see you again and thank you for being here.
1: Thanks, Stefan. I was excited that you asked me. I feel honored. So happy to sit with you today.
0: So let's jump right into it. Demos Collective is your company. You're the president, founder, CEO. That's correct. And you are have started this company since you've been living here in Jackson Hole? Yes. Okay and what originally brought you to Jackson Hole? What's your connection?
1: So sometimes I like to describe it that I feel like I kind of landed from outer space and it's um. I actually the truth is I moved here from Tokyo so it kind of feels that way. Um, you know went from a city of 30 million people to a city of 14,000 people and you know, re- repatriated in the United States in a ski town. And before moving into Tokyo, I lived in uh, the New York area, so really hadn't lived any place at all like this. And what brought me here was just a point of my life where my then husband and I and my family decided we wanted to do something totally different. And I wanted to start a company. Uh, my ex-husband was interested in transitioning out of management roles and getting onto more corporate boards. And so we just really wanted to reinvent our lives. And um, we picked Jackson Hole because coming from Tokyo, it was the most international and sort of diverse of the ski towns that we met because the friends that kind of recruited us here had lived in Hong Kong. And I knew people who had come from London. And I just felt like there was more of kind of an international coming and going here that I would relate to. And it's proven to be true, interestingly enough.
0: There's a lot of coming and going here in Jackson Hole.
1: Oh, yes, there is a lot of coming and going here in Jackson Hole. Actually reminds me a lot of living in Tokyo because people tend to have what they consider to be a tour of service or like a tour of duty through... Japan even when they're in the private sector like we were and you know they call it postings and it almost feels like that when I think about the people who come through the Tetons they it's almost like they're doing a chapter of their lives here and it's it's either um, to reinvent themselves or to get back to nature or to make a transition so there's a lot of that going on for sure
0: well it's a fantastic chapter to have you of your life and to have you living it here in Jackson Hole with you and your son
1: it's been phenomenal.
0: So what brought about you starting your own company? Because you said that you wanted to start your own company.
1: Yeah. Well, so I was clear, mm-hmm. literally, from the time that I was in graduate school, that I wanted to pursue, um, uh, you know, I, I, it's entrepreneurship. I wanted to start something. And it just took me a long time to get there. I, had, I felt like I needed to get the experience of working um, for other people's businesses, so I definitely did that both as a management consultant and an investment banker and as an executive in venture backed and private equity backed companies. Um, So I kind of got that experience and saw and felt, you know, did value creation with those folks and felt what that was like. But I wasn't sure what it would be. So when I landed in Jackson, all I knew was that that was my midlife crisis, was that I was going to start a company and I didn't know what yet. So that was a whole separate story but i definitely knew i was going to start a company
0: awesome i love your, the drive and persistence and you followed your your vision your dream and now you are an entrepreneur yes. and the and name s-
1: and sometimes our dreams can become our greatest nightmare <laughs> <laughs> be careful what you dream
0: <laughs> well tell us how you came up with the idea of demos collective And am I pronouncing it correctly?
1: You are pronouncing it correctly. It is Demos. First of all, let me tell you what Demos is. So Demos is, uh, we are makers of uh, the world's best shovel tools. Okay, so you might say shovel tools. Like, what are you talking about? And what I mean by that is that there is, um, in the world of lawn and garden tools and shovel tools, there's been very little innovation. uh, But the two notable innovations in the last 100 years were, number one, the e-tool in World War I. And that was when someone basically took a shovel and made it into a foldable and collapsible trenching tool that you could carry. Um, and it was used because we had trench warfare in World War I. And then the next innovation um, really was probably 20, 25 years ago. And it was the innovation in the advent of the backcountry shovel, which was a short shafted shovel that you could carry on your back and super lightweight so that you could dig someone out in an avalanche situation. Absent those two innovations, there have been no innovations in shovels. Hmm. And yet, you know, and our lives have become increasingly digital, and our lives have also become increasingly one where we want to explore more and connect to nature in order to maybe heal ourselves from our digital lives. So Demos exists to be the antidote to the digital, and we exist to create the most professional quality, unbreakable gear-like shovel tools that don't even exist, and we've invented them. So they're used for people who do mostly, I would say, vehicle-based work of any kind. Whether you are an off-roader um, that, that are, that's using Demos as the perfect recovery tool, or you're a hunter and uh, you're packing in a shovel into your hunting camp, or you are a natv driver and uh you need to carry a shovel either to build a kicker or a recovery tool or you're a firefighter and at the end of a massive fire you don't feel like climbing to the top of your truck to get the aluminum grain scoop shovel that's issued by the station you want to reach behind the cab and grab a shovel so that you can clean up and do salvage all of those are true customer profiles that we have and you know, we got our start actually being the go-to shovel for skiers and snowboarders who wanted to build the perfect jump. Um, and again, what that really was, it turns out was vehicle-based work because those guys were using sleds to take their gear in. And once they got in, they were gonna build, they were gonna do an all day massive build, moving massive amounts of snow, packing it down and grooming it. So Demos exists to serve the needs of people that need to do real work and for whom a recovery tool Uh, like an avalanche shovel or an e-tool is wholly inefficient no one ever wants to use an e-tool for an off-road recovery and no one ever wants to use just an Abbey shovel for building a backcountry jump if they can use a full-size shovel with a full-size shaft you want to save your back you want the right tool you want something a bigger blade and that's where demos comes in so i get asked a lot about um about our company and about its mission and i like to describe us as basically being the company that brings you know the best shovels in the world to you uh, that are uh, full size and portable, and before us, no one, no one does that, no one did that, and we really got incredible customer loyalty. We have incredible uh, product product trajectory. So I think we've really struck a nerve, and that's who we are.
0: Spectacular. Thanks. And I had no idea that the shovel industry was so exciting, but yet had not developed over however long. People have been using shovels.
1: Yeah. Well, the problem is, I mean, you know, I think with Yeti Cooler, which is a company that we often compare ourselves to just because they're the premium, just as we are, the premium in our category. And they mean, when you think coolers, you think Yeti. And I think nowadays, a lot of people would argue, when you think shovels, you think Deimos. And the thing is, is that the thing about them is the problem they were solving was that, you know, fishermen, professional fishermen felt like their fish wasn't kept cold enough. Mm-hmm. And for us, the problem we're solving is that professional, either adventurers, workers, are, are finding that they cannot bring the right tool that they need. The simple shovel is so important, mm-hmm. but the form factor doesn't fit their rig. So our, our business is largely very intertwined with the automotive industry. We are the companion to anyone that has cargo cages, cargo boxes, roof racks, uh, spare tire mounts. Um, you know, it's sort of like if you've, if you've got stuff on your vehicle and you're getting out there for anything else, whether it's fly fishing or mountain biking or dirt biking or snowmobiling, chances are you don't have the right shovel in your vehicle. And when you see what we've got, you want it. Mm -hmm. And that's where we exist. So that's the problem we solve is we make the form factor that makes it super easy for you to carry a full size, perfect recovery tool that is, is quite frankly built as beautiful as Jeep jewelry.
0: Okay, <laughs> I love your enthusiasm. Thank you uh, for for your industry, and it sounds like it's all about adventure. It so is. So you must be getting into some adventure to get out there and test your shovels.
1: Yes, actually, that is the one design factor that um, is not a mistake. I remember having lived in places like New York and Tokyo, and uh, I lived outside of San Francisco for a a decade. And I also have a history of having 20 years of being an ocean sailor. I sailed over 10,000 miles. And I just know that while I like to go hard at the game of business, I love the connection to nature that I had for all those years sailing on the ocean. Um, And when I moved to Jackson Hole, it was no mistake because I find that my connection in nature is really what nourishes me. It's what recharges me. And I want more people to be able to do that. And whether you drive a an all-wheel drive vehicle or a crossover vehicle, or you're just um, you know, volunteering for a trail building day, I want you to be able to carry the right tool when you go out and do the, do that job. And as the CEO and the founder, I get to go to some pretty extraordinary places. So for work, I find myself in places like Moab and Flagstaff and the Glamis Sand Dunes and Johnson OHV area in Nevada. And uh, I was just in Alpine, Wyoming, driving on the the Palisades Reservoir dry lake bed. I know I've already been into Alaska for Demos. I know we're going to go to Iceland. I know I'm going to go to the North Pole and Antarctica. And we've taken shovels to Everest. I have not yet. I'm very interested in doing so. So it's a pretty cool thing.
0: So... DeMo's shovel has been to Everest? Yes. Has it summited?
1: It has not summited. It's been to base camp. All right. And interestingly, I didn't know because I haven't climbed Everest. There isn't a lot of snow at base camp. So where Hmm. I was thinking I was helping them out by having a friend uh, grab it in his gear, most of the base camp is on um, exposed rock, so it's likely going to be going to K2. And where I really want it to be helpful is either in a situation like Denali or K2, where base camp is built and has like a, a what's called a camp kitchen, because generally there's a pretty big build when you go to make a big camp for the season, where you um, create your own kitchen and you have to create like a counter and you have to create like you know, basically like, you know, seating area around the kitchen. And sometimes you dig like a little hole in where you put your water because it doesn't freeze if you put it actually in the snow. Hmm. So any type of work like that is where demo shovels are just absolutely awesome. I mean, like, you know, the whole idea there is to be efficient in your your energy. You want to save your energy for the expedition, not for the build of the camp kitchen. So that's what we exist for.
0: That's awesome. And so one of the adventure... Uh, experiences that you have recently been to is the Rebel Rally. That's correct. And this is an all-woman's adventure road rally in the desert, correct?
1: Yes. It's a 1,600-mile off-road endurance navigation rally raid. That's a lot of words, but what that means is that it isn't about wheel-to-wheel racing like the Baja 1000 or the Baja 500. And what it also means is that when I said that it was a navigation rally raid... It's map and compass, so you're not allowed to use GPS. So it is old school, meaning that you get uh, specially modified maps where the road names are taken off, just in the event that you're, you know, somewhere in Nevada and you see something, some sign of a road sign, you, you know, it's not on your map, and you have to um, use a compass to triangulate and to navigate the entire uh, 1,600 miles, and you win points each day. By earning the green or the required checkpoints, blue or optional, and black or harder, it's sort of like the ski runs. Yeah, it's it's pretty incredible. You camp at night, and you know you're out there for eight days, and you and a navigator are driving basically what looks like some of the most rem- remote landscapes in the world, and yet you're just really down in the middle of all public lands in Wyoming. Or I mean, and <laughs> not Wyoming in Nevada.
0: That's awesome. It's amazing. And how does demo shovel play into something like that
1: great question so it turns out that uh, while a lot of people in the off-road or the four-wheel drive community might have a winch on their vehicle uh, the simplest recovery tool in the world is a shovel Hmm. so if your vehicle gets high centered in uh, in mud or in dirt or in sand the first thing you do is you jump out and you dig so um, Demos is a sponsor of the Rebel Rally because Rebels are um, all about you know efficiency. You know you want to not spend uh, too much time doing vehicle recovery. You want to be back underway, collecting those checkpoints and get base get, get get back to base camp early if you can. And so it's the perfect proving ground for all of our tools. And the Rebels are really our first customers because, or not our first customers. They're they're our I would say they're they they are a big brand ambassadors for us because they represent the the adventure spirit and the the need to use an easy recovery tool in the four wheel drive and the off road market.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, thanks. And during that rally, how many people had to get out and use your shovel?
1: Uh, let's see. Uh, I'd say I would say we did. We also, my teammate and I, also dug out another team. And then in the dunes, I would say there were probably at least two teams that I know were digging out. I mean, a lot of people, you know, uh, I, I guess the key is they get stuck in sand the mm-hmm. most. And so it, there were probably more people than that. But at least four teams I know were using Demos in the 2018 rally. And we had just um, come out at that at point with uh, effectively our stealth shovel for off-road. Um, And this season, we have a product launch that's specifically designed. So Rebel Rally 2019, Demos is back with a product that's specifically designed for off-road recovery. And it's called the Delta Shovel, and it launches on Kickstarter on the 23rd of July. And so it sort of feels like um, we've grown up a lot in a year because we've now made product that's specific for off-road recovery.
0: So how many models is Demos producing?
1: we have seven models of shovels
0: no kidding yeah and does that include the one that's going to be on kickstarter july 23rd
1: well it doesn't yet because the seventh model is the kickstarter shovel and you when you go on kickstarter as a project creator you Mm -hmm. cannot have sold your shovel on any other channel it's not an omni-channel approach all right so we have what we call right now we're taking reservations for the kickstarter Mm -hmm. so that people who know that they want to back our Kickstarter. Are reserving an early bird um, they're making an early bird reservation for like we call it a dollar and it guarantees you the best price of any pricing tier on the campaign and we guarantee that even if you miss the early bird like there's an allotment of uh, units in the Kickstarter for those early bird specials and if you miss it uh, we will guarantee that you get that that reward tier
0: okay and people can find out about the Kickstarter campaign by going to your website that's
1: correct which you is can go to demoscollective.com okay And uh, right in the header, it says, um, you know, uh, reserve my Delta shovel.
0: And you brought a Delta shovel today? I did. Okay.
1: I did. It's been an incredible co-creation process with our users. And what we did was (laughs) we made samples back in May. And what uh, Stefan is laughing about is that when you open up the box for the sample, it says, try to break it. We dare you. And on the sides, it says, please do not handle with care. Hashtag badass shovels. And on the other side, it says, you can read it.
0: May meet the 21st century e-tool. Yes. Because, I love it.
1: <laughs> because we are no longer doing trench warfare and being shot at. So I'm just lifting out the Delta shovel to show Stefan that basically what you can see is we have an 11 by 13 inch blade, which is a full size uh, shovel blade, and that the shaft goes to 51 inches extended in its three part telescoping index locking. And so basically it's a full size shovel, but it 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 packs down to... Uh, 24 by 11 by 3 so that's the whole point is that this fits in any toolbox on any truck it fits its uh, mountable on any spare tire it is um, you know still packable but full-size because you don't want to spend forever digging yourself out um, it's beautifully made in 6061 aluminum. You can't buy any shovels like that um, at the hardware store, so it'll never rust. So, again, perfect for vehicle, lightweight, strong, same materials as likely your cargo rack or your your roof rack. So that's about what we do. We build the perfect shovel.
0: I love it. That thing is beautiful. Thank you. How often do, you, do we ever talk about a shovel? Hey, that's a beautiful shovel.
1: Well, you know— <laughs> I do get uh, sometimes people say, shovels, is that all you do? And the thing is, is that we are rapidly expanding. And the way to think about our business is that um, we are largely making tools that are the perfect automotive accessories. So mm-hmm. the other company I spent a lot of time thinking about is WeatherTech. And WeatherTech innovated the, the car mat into a cargo liner and we similarly are making things that are just perfect for your vehicle i mean again if you buy a brand new jeep wrangler jl you're going to be like okay i want their spare tire and then i want the demos you know i want the demos delta and delta mount and i want to put it on my spare tire because you have to carry a shovel you don't want it rolling around inside your vehicle there's no other shovel on the market that you can buy that is the perfect vehicle shovel that just doesn't exist Mm -hmm. i mean it's It's an interesting space because we often joke about how people sometimes have, you know, good rig, bad shovel problem. Um, Like you'll see some really cool looking Land Rover Defender and it'll have like, you know, basically a shovel that's attached to its roof rack that has a weathered handle and it's just you know longer than it needs to be taking up important real estate where it kind of doesn't need to be you know and just like not worthy of the rig
0: they need a demo shovel
1: yeah so we're we will be expanding in the future i would say from you'll see us go from shovels to other automotive accessories like scrapers brushes pushers we also have a driveway line of shovels that we're expanding in the automotive space, there are other storage and, um, you know, our, our shovels are all meant to be stowed and stored and so that your vehicle's kitted. So we're moving, I would say, from uh, our tool line will go into tool storage. Uh, so fully expect that too.
0: Okay. I love it. Susan, we're going to take a quick break, hear a word from one of our sponsors, Perfect. and we'll be back with more. Sounds great. Uh-oh. Did you forget the milk and eggs again? Not to worry. Jackson Hole Marketplace is the place to stop just south of town. Looking for a new spot to grab breakfast or lunch on the go? Jackson Hole Marketplace is calling your name. Located four miles south of town, Jackson Hole Marketplace has a friendly, knowledgeable team ready to help you find what you're looking for. Stop in today for some soft-serve ice cream and a friendly hello. Visit the slash jhm for more details. So we're back here with Susan Piper. With Demos Collective, the founder and CEO of Demos Shovels, um, Susan. Before we took a break, we were—you just broke out of the box, the uh, shovel, the Delta shovel, which is absolutely fantastic. So, congratulations on Thank this! You. And um, in the show notes, people can go and find the link to your website, so they can also see the the Kickstarter campaign. Excellent. That sounds great. Um, ac- absolutely spectacular shovel. So do you think that Demos would have started if you had not been living in Jackson Hole?
1: Absolutely not. Uh, I think that the observation that we made, which really started with my son, who was building jumps in the back country, um, as well as in our yard, um, that people, my kid would take all these like lawn and garden tools out of our garage and use them to build a kicker. And then like break them and leave them lying about. And I was just like, gosh, why doesn't somebody just make something for these people? So Demos really started, I often say, as a passion project, that it was just a, I'm just going to build this kicker tool. And that's how we got our start. Our first shovel, we called the kicker tool. It is now known as the Stealth Shovel. It's the same product. It won an ISPO award for the best of hard gear in 2016. And it really, I think that observation around people going back country and doing work, was really a Jackson Hole-based observation
0: let me interrupt you real quick. What is an ISPO award?
1: ISPO, International Sports Product Organization, and it's um, a global... You may have heard of Outdoor Retailer mm-hmm. or The Snow Show. So the International Sports Product Organization out of Munich has two annual trade shows that are global. Okay. And they awarded Demos the best hard goods in 2016. Oh, congratulations. On the stealth shovel, yeah.
0: Spectacular. So going back to um, your son was breaking shovels. Yeah. You're going to Ace or Wilson Hardware regularly to buy more shovels.
1: Yeah. And he broke them. (laughs) And they're just, I mean, really and truly, I think the thing for me was I looked at a traditional driveway shovel as being like a plastic straw or a disposable garbage bag. And Demos has a very strong purpose. I mean, we, we don't just exist to make shovels we exist to change the world we exist to be the antidote to the digital meaning getting people outside and doing real work and adventure The second thing is is that we want to change the way that consumers you know have a relationship with their things. So I've always admired Patagonia Demos is like a hard goods Patagonia where you're going to buy a demo shovel and it's going to last a lifetime and or we're going to warranty it. I definitely see us moving in a direction of doing a worn wear program just like they do where they literally now sell like used gear. Um, I could see us taking back people's shovels because the only thing that could be wrong with it is a cosmetic, you know, it's been used or scratched and somebody else won't care, but that person still wants a perfect looking product for their vehicle. And we may end up with a program like that. And I'm sure that we will. The other thing is, is that we made a very, I I wanted to do things differently. If I was going to start a company, it was really going to be about creating great jobs and stable communities. So that's why we manufacture in the United States. And the other reason why we manufacture in the United States and we manufacture in Portland is that um, we wanted to be close to our largest market, which is here in North America, and have a lean supply chain. So in order for us to be able to innovate and to be able to make shapes that, um, I mean, we can make any shape at the end of your shaft or so any shovel head possible, no demand that you need. And we co-create those shapes with our users, which is why we call ourselves a collective. So I'm in the field all the time. And I get contacted by professional athletes. And they tell me what they want. Um, They tell me what shape they want, where they tell me what finish they want. I listen to that. Uh, We we develop our 24 uh, and 48 month product pipeline based on user requests. And we start to get a sense of what we think is going to be a large enough market for us to innovate and launch a new shovel. And we do all of that out of our Portland factory where we ship factory direct to consumers or to our wholesale accounts. And it's just, um, we don't have any inventory really sitting on cargo ships or in distribution centers. So it just keeps us really lean and more profitable and able to pour that profit back into making sustainable products for more users. So that's what I wanted to do because I wasn't gonna just start a shovel company to just start a shovel company. I wanted to start a shovel company to change the world. And how
0: big is the shovel industry?
1: So you know the um the best way to put it is that we serve multiple verticals in the shovel industry. The automotive aftermarket industry is a 17 billion dollar industry and of that a couple billion of it is simply in automotive accessories like bike racks and cargo cages. And so we sort of play in that marketplace. Mm -hmm. We additionally play in the marketplace of trail building tools, which is another couple hundred million dollar market. We play in the marketplace uh, for terrain tools that are used by both um, terrain managers and professionals in that space. We play in the firefighter trail tool market. We play a bit in the home driveway market. So when you add it all up and kind of do a waterfall on it, it ends up being a multi-billion dollar market and one that we are really poised to uh, to dominate as being the solution for professional tools for for vehicles or for home. And Again, th- when you think shovels, you should think Demos.
0: Okay, I, I will now from, yeah. from going forward. And, and I like how you said it's your new e-tool because it's to get people outside, to connect to doing something outside. And that's so important because uh, we have beautiful, beautiful lands, public lands in this country, and they are underutilized. And for you to design and create something to get people more connected to the public lands or even in their backyard, mm-hmm. I, I, I just love it because we can all spend more time outside.
1: Well, I agree. And I want you to know that what's happening, I think, in the world is that, you know, I, I don't want to really tell you this, but I'm going to because I think your listeners will think this is funny. So... I started demos four years ago, and in the summer of '17, before the Delta was even um, really off the CAD or even off the drawing board, I was up in the winds, about 16 miles out of off a highway, out some Forest Service roads in an area called Bear Basin. And for people who know Dubois, they know Bear Basin. Um, it's an area that has natural underground marshes and I was on dry forest service road talking to my friend had a couple bikes on the back we were gonna go like hike a bike down like some extreme castle rock mountain or whatever like whatever just an expedition and we were super excited about it and I came around a corner and crossed the stream in my four-wheel drive forerunner and boom like just got stuck in mud so so deep and at that moment pretty much almost had a nervous breakdown because I make shovels and I knew that if I had Uh, the stealth shovel in the car we would have been able to dig out and I'd taken all the gear out of my car. And I mean I had the stealth shovel 16 miles away at my friend's ranch but I didn't have it in my car. And so fortunately I have a very good friend that was with me on that adventure who got me to breathe deeply and calm down and not to have a nervous breakdown over that the fact that I make shovels and didn't have a shovel in my car <laughs> and a $600 tow later from uh, Mike at Bulls Conoco and Dubois got us out but at that moment I realized that there's people like me all over the place mm-hmm. in Subarus you know Crosstex and in Nissan Pathfinders and like whatever, like so many vehicles are so capable and people are heading out, you know, with their RTT, their rooftop tent or their camping gear. And like people really want to get out and explore nature and be in our public lands. But what they don't realize is how easily a good day can become a bad day if you get stuck. And so you need to be able to have a recovery tool in your vehicle at all times. Well, what keeps you having it in your vehicle at all times is if there's a place for it or a bag for it, uh, like, like the most minimally designed roadside kit that is not so big that you feel a need to take it out to put the dog in the back of your car or your, your groceries. So one of the products we're actually launching right after the Delta Shovel this fall is Demosless First Roadside Kits, which is a partner. Um, it's, it's basically us having a curated kit where we've worked with other partner brands to pull together like the most minimal roadside kit that you should always keep in your car. So our company is really moving in that direction because it's a shovel and a few other components that you need. But I think it's just so important that people get out and explore. And I think that since 80 percent of the U.S. population lives within um, basically two hours of a major metropolitan area, like we are an essential part of even if you are an urban dweller, an urban dweller's lives, because Demos' shovels are like the perfect Basically, ditch tool, you know, if you were ever in an earthquake situation and needed to get out, it's the perfect tool that that enables you to go out and get into nature and not be concerned about having to call for a $600 tow. Furthermore, there's this whole issue around wildfires, and no one carries a shovel in their car, and yet 80% of forest fires are human-caused. So just let's repeat that. People who go camping responsibly should have a gallon of water and a shovel in their car, and they don't. And if you carried an e-tool from Sportsman's Warehouse that costs $20, it's so short-shafted and all metal that you can't really put out your fire, can't tend fire with it. Yes, you could use a stick, but the truth is, is that a stick is still not going to work to really grind out the coals. You need, a, you need a shovel. So I'm just super excited to have a product that I think can be part of the solution for responsible camping and campfire management. Um, and that's a big, again, a big part of like, you know, We make products because we're trying to change the world. I decided not to go into politics, but in making shovels, there's a reason for all of this. You know, it's, again, lean supply, bringing jobs back to America, U.S. manufacturing, solving problems of connecting people in a digital world to nature, getting people outside and responsibly camping. Shovels are part of all of this. And as a woman, you know, I can get my vehicle unstuck with a shovel. I don't have to use a winch. That has to be serviced i don't have to really muscle things out this is the right tool for me and it's not too small requiring backbreaking work it gets me out and gets me you know unstuck and gets me back on my way so that's a big part of what we're about
0: you've put a lot of thought into that vision and i i applaud you for it because um i go camping with the family and we arrive at campsites and there's many times that that fire ring is still warm mm-hmm. it, you just put your hand next to it and it hasn't been put out right or people don't dig far enough for uh, other things that they need to dispose of. Correct. As well. And and that's I,
1: increasingly becoming a problem, by the way. Yeah. And no one ever again wants to use a small trowel. hmm Do you know that? You know they don't. And I know they don't. Oh, yeah. They don't want to bend over mm-hmm. and they don't want to be close. We
0: take we take with us when we go camping um, a shovel, but also like a Pulaski, a digging tool. Yeah. And that enables us to do what we need to do, uh, take care of the fire. But hey, the demos will do it all. Yeah. Um, So thank you for inventing something. And like you said, it'll be in the car and it's not something that I feel like I need to take out all the time. Right. That's something that can can live in there. I wanna ask you a question about being an entrepreneur and starting your own company. Because you were working in the corporate world, uh, big corporate world uh, with lots of influence and um, very well respected industry and, and companies that you were working with. How is it different launching your own company versus working for a big company like McKinsey and Pricewaterhouse?
1: Ah, uh, it's completely opposite. Everything is opposite. You know, at McKinsey or Price Waterhouse, you know, you've got kind of a fancy, uh, office and 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 you know, kind of this respected position, and you know, it's the, uh, you know, it's the, uh, you know, big salary, and I mean, it's it's crazy. It's so different, and you know, here I am as an entrepreneur, and. You know, I, I, I when I first got my start, you know, went to parties and people like were like, they'd literally be like, oh, you make shovels. And they would like, excuse me. And they just turn around and walk away. I mean, it just, it was the opposite. It was everything about it was took such courage and took, took such conviction. And yet it is the single best thing I could possibly ever suggest someone do in terms of uh, what I like to call personhood development. I mean, it's like, look, we only get one life. You know, it's uh, whether it's Brene Brown, Dare Greatly, I feel that being an entrepreneur, if it's what you believe you should do, you should do. And I have walked through so many things that have been extremely difficult. And upon reflection, you know, humorous, um, that now I feel like I just love my life because I think it's pretty cool to be resilient and keep getting up. And I mean, it's, a, it's, it's pretty remarkable to think about me and Demos just because um, we are venture backed. And let me repeat that for just a second. So I am a mid-career female in the shovel space and we're venture backed. Like there's no, what we used to call, there's no side pocket for that. In finance, there's like, there are certain sectors that people like to invest in. And when I would have conversations with people, I mean, like they've got no interest in the shovel sector, (laughs) so the fact that that even happened is just such a it's just beyond a miracle um we have uh among our investor group astia angels out of san francisco and you know they've invested in sally krawcheck's elevest and sally's one of the most respected women ever she was the former cfo of citibank on wall street and they invest in biotech deals and they invest that are started by women they invest in technology deals that are started by women and demos and I mean, it's just like, wow, it's unbelievable. Um, and I'm just so grateful for the journey because I think it is an incredible experience of, uh, of, 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 uh, of manifesting a vision. And it just takes it just in, incredible amount of, um, of fortitude and resilience to keep going every day. Um, and you know that because you have your own mm-hmm. business. And I think that there's no corporate job in the world. I mean, it takes a lot of energy to have big corporate jobs, but it doesn't take the same amount of resilience or what I would consider to be perseverance, mainly because the risk-reward profile is so different. I Mm -hmm. mean, you know, you could lose your job, but pretty much if you wake up and roll out of bed and show up and put your numbers on the board, you're going to get your pay. So it's different.
0: Yeah, indeed. And for people listening, if they feel that they need a little bit of, in their life, some some motivation because they feel a little maybe stuck or just kind of spinning the wheels a little bit. What would you say to somebody who's listening right now? What what can they do?
1: I think pay attention to your dreams. Mm -hmm. I think that so many people are forced to think all day uh, that the uh, accessing your dream space and really being able to um, uh, get in touch with with what really drives you. I think it takes years to do that. I think it takes, I don't think it's as easily accessed in one's 20s. I don't think it's as easily accessed in one's 30s, but those dreams begin in those decades. And I think you have to listen to your dreams and I think you have to uh, at some point really reckon with yourself in the mirror that all of our time on this planet is lo- is short. That is That is a fact. And that you've got to find a way to, and we always say, people always say, well, like, you know, I want to do what matters, but I have to make a living. And at some point, those two must intersect, I -hmm. believe. And that's where paying attention to your dreams is really critical um, and listening to yourself and, um, and just reckoning that you cannot live a life doing time. You've got to live a life of meaning and of mattering. Um, if you, if that's, if that's what really calls you,
0: I, I I appreciate that. And when I had my first child, a friend of mine, Nick, uh, said to me, we were at the playground and he said, the days are long and the years are short and it's with life as well. Yes. And especially when you're doing, launching your own business, the days are, you put in some really long days. Yeah but it goes by fast. Yeah. It goes by really fast.
1: So you just have to I think at some point decide is this the journey you want to be on because again you're right the days are long the years are fast and so you find yourself in those situations like that talking heads song where you're like wait a minute how did I end up here? <laughs> and I certainly felt like I did that certainly by the time I got to Tokyo. It was a lot of like wait a minute where did how did I end up here? Especially by the time I got to Tokyo we'd moved there for my ex-husband's job and I, it was the first time in my adult life that I was not able to work because I was on a spousal visa and had a child in school and it sort of the two, the two career thing over there is not at all embraced. And on top of it, I was on a limited post, you know, just a couple of years. I think that experience definitely made me be like, okay, look, I have a company in me and I need to get back to the U.S. and get to work because the days are long and the years are short.
0: Yes. Susan, thank you so much for being here today and i love the vision that you are changing the world and at first when i hear about shovels i would not think about changing the world but you are sincerely and actively putting that mission and that vision into effect and and i appreciate it Um, if folks want to reach out to you and connect with you what is the best way that somebody can connect with you
1: well I would say the best way to connect with me would be through my email at Demos Collective. And that's at Susan at D-M-O-S. And Demos stands for do my own shoveling or stuff or quite frankly, shit. I'm sorry <laughs> if it's a family podcast. Uh, so D-M-O-S dot com. And we never defined the S because that's just not who we are. We don't like to tell people what to do. Mm hmm.
0: Well, spectacular. You keep doing what you're doing, Susan, and keep changing the world, and we will all help share your vision and uh, your word about Demos Collective.
1: Thank you so much, Stefan. This was super fun.
0: Indeed. Take care. Thanks. To learn more about Susan, Demos Collective, and her badass line of products, please visit the com. episode number 44. I love hearing from my listeners and subscribers. So if you have feedback or suggestions, please send me an email to connect at thejacksonholeconnection.com. Please remember, when you're in Jackson Hole, be sure to visit my friends at Jackson Hole Marketplace. I could not create this podcast without the support of my wife, Laura, my editor, Michael Moring, my musical director, Luke Taylor, and my marketing guru, Tana Hoffman. I sure hope you've enjoyed this episode and look forward to seeing you back for the next episode of the Jackson Hole Connection.